It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's episode number 410. It is an Articles of News episode. Uh, I don't know where we found her, but we happened to have been able to find her. Lindsay, throw your hands up in the Ayerts is here. And uh, also, since Kyle has nothing better to do, he's here as well. Hey! <laughs> Hi, Ta-da! Kyle! Hey! Through... Hi guys, how are you? You know, I I feel bad that I haven't uh, that we haven't got you back in the cultural hall for a while because you've been working from home. I know that's the easiest situation for a mom of a couple of kids to do. So I don't know why we haven't you know insisted that you join us. How's everything going? I know everything's fine. I I have to apologize because I've been a little lackadaisical about reaching out to come on. So it's just you know life gets the best of you. So there's no reason. You look great, though. You got the COVID glow. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Gosh, thanks. It's it's the Zoom. It's the Zoom lighting. <laughs> yes, <for> yes. Sure. <laughs> uh, a quick plug for everyone who has been a Patreon subscriber. We're obviously able to pay to have Zoom, to be able to record it, to be able to connect and have it be all great uh, because of you Patreon saints. Thank you so much, everyone who has gone to the Cultural Hall on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the Cultural Hall. Made a donation that way. Gets you to be a part of that secret but not sacred Facebook group. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, you do. You do look glowy. Thank you. Uh, I took a shower today. That's a, some that's a win. On. That's a yep. win. That's a Always win. Always a win. Always a win. Yeah. I'm finding during quarantine, I have to stick to some of those routines. Uh-huh. Kind of like a normal work day, even though I literally shower put on my makeup, get dressed and walk down the stairs and sit in my basement. I have to do it in order to feel just like put together and to function like a normal human being. So it might seem shallow, right? But it's not, it's, it's strictly a function of survival. <laughs> well, no, I, no, I don't think, yeah. it sounds, I don't think it sounds shallow at all. When I was on uh, the religiously affiliated vacation, you know, back in the last millennia, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that one of the uh, traveling 70 would say is he said, you know, hey, it matters if you roll out of bed and pray to God or if you get ready and sort of prepare and prepare your mind. And you can really not to say that God wouldn't hear your prayers, obviously, if you're just sure. rolling out of bed, but that, you know, you'd find that time to be far more valuable if you prepared to be able to talk and speak with God. So uh, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll take it. Yeah, I got to get prepared. That's how, what I'm doing. How uh, how has work been uh, going? You Are you still doing the mom show? Yeah, still doing the mom show. So I do that weekly. And then I also cover elections for the Lord's radio station. Oh, so nice. KSL, yeah, KSL News Radio. We're ramping up here towards uh, the primary in Utah. And then I have covered elections since about August, September of last year. Uh-huh. So just barely starting to really gain steam and momentum, but it's been crazy being kind of thrust into the Utah political scene, which I don't feel a part of, but I'm learning a lot along the way. Uh, I'll, I'll help you become a part of it. Republican. That's how we do yeah. it in this state. <laughs> yeah. And I'm well, I'm learning that very yeah. quickly. Hey, very hey, this guy, this guy that has a D in front of his name, he's got some good ideas. And then we go, no, 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 no. So you're telling me that in the June 30th Republican primary, whoever comes out of that is what's going to happen there. That's going to be for the governor. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do the Democrats have knowledge? Does everyone know that? Yes. Do the Democrats even have a candidate? Yes, they do. His name's Chris Peterson. He's okay. a University of Utah law professor. He may be LDS. In fact, we should get him on. He'd be interesting to talk to. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no, I, he's not LDS. He's a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> It is possible to have Democrats who are LDS, but, oh my um, gosh. you know, in, in talking to him a few times in the course of my reporting, he has made mention to the fact he calls himself a Utah Democrat. Sure. So whatever that means, does that mean a Mormon Democrat? Uh, no, no. What it means is like basically not a Democrat. Right. But like a little bit of de- like, like a little bit like moderate or like reasonable enough that right. he can't be a Republican, like strict Republican. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, maybe he, maybe you could find out his religious affiliation. Sure, and have him on sure. The show. I'll just call him up sometime during a live show. I'll be like, "Hey, Craig, Craig, is that what you said?" Chris, his name? Chris, Chris. Yeah, see, doesn't matter. Yeah. He's not going to win. <laughs> hey, are you Mormon? And he'll be like, uh, "I think actually, uh, Richie, it's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints." I'll be like, "Oh, okay." Uh, are you th- are you thriving during this quarantine time, Lindsay? Um. 
I don't know if thriving is how I would describe it, but I am functioning. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I wouldn't describe it as surviving either. I'm I'm like in between surviving and thriving. Okay. I'm somewhere in the middle of that. Um, I am. I would just love my childcare back, which we could bring her back at any point, but. I'm just kind of stuck in this limbo of like, what risks do I take right Right, now? Right. You know, like what is too risky? You know, when it comes to your kids and the safety of your kids, you're like, I don't want to do any of it. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't want to send them anywhere. I don't want to bring anyone back. We're just sheltering in place, but we can't live that way. It's not sustainable. Yeah. At some point you have to be like, ah, all right. Well, I feel like we've waited long enough. The, the risks are minimized. You are leaving the house, young kids, because I got to get yeah. some stuff done. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. We're still trying to figure it out. You know, at this point, we can go back out and do pretty much anything we want to with, you know, safe guidelines in place. But I really haven't. I've sort of been like, I feel like stuck in indecision of just like, I don't know which things to take back on and how much at one time. And so I feel a little, uh, I don't know what the word is, just just stuck yeah. confused you could be like brother kyle and be throwing a party for your kid yeah yeah just right and thro- it's so different for everyone throwing a throwing a big old prom that i'm djing for kyle's kid me and that's right how, how many other high school kids am i partying with uh there will be five couples yeah <laughs> so you're throwing a party for your kid it is prom in a warehouse so prom. that we have hundreds of thousands of square feet Yep. And uh, yes, we are doing a prom. Okay, with five couples, so they're all going to be six to ten feet apart. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Yeah, it's gonna okay. it's gonna be super great because I'll be like, listen, if you guys start moshing, I'm turning this music off. <laughs> I'm turning this music off. This isn't just like be a Book of Mormon distance apart. This is like be right, be very safe. Sixteen yeah. Book of Mormons yeah. apart. Yeah. 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 I wish, as I think about it, actually, there are a few times that I was dancing as a high school kid. I wish there would have been social distance. It would have saved me a lot of embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Leave that one there. Yes, please. But no, I remember. So embarrassing. (laughs) So embarrassing. It's like, yep, I had a great time. Thank you. (laughs) So funny. So funny. Uh, well, uh, anything else we should catch up on with you, Lindsay, throw your hands up in the ayerts. Uh, not a ton of stuff. You know, I'm just kind of waiting to bring back the childcare, get back to the office. I haven't been in the office for two months, Yeah. you know, at the radio station. So I'm doing all these interviews over zoom. I'm, you know, taking calls with candidates for governor, you know, over zoom and Uh just literally tag teaming with my husband, the children, because he's working nine to five pretty much from home. And so we just have a schedule where it's like, high five, here's the kid. And we're just, yeah. I'll see you later because I've got this. And by see you later, I mean, there you are on the other side (laughs) of this door. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been really interesting. And I think it's probably affected people's marriage dynamics Mm -hmm. in different ways. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it hasn't been too stressful. I, I feel like my husband and I are much more in partnership now. We've sort of been forced to be in partnership, right? Because I still have to get my work done. Mm-hmm. He has to get his work done. And we have to figure out a way we can both have time without any outside childcare. And so we really do have a good setup that's working for both of us right now. Um, but the problem comes in when it's like, hey, I need an extra hour today. And he's like, I don't have an hour to give. Or I'm like, up against a deadline or something yeah yeah yeah. and and the news doesn't stop because i don't have childcare, so (laughs) that's hard and he's got deadlines because of what he does and so just some of those conflicts have popped up but i think we're working through it okay i think we're surviving when there's a a child crying in the background and your boss asks what is that in the recording are you just like oh it's just another candidate whining about the other (laughs) person Seriously. No, literally day one of staying home. I tried to do it. My husband wasn't staying home yet. This was back in like mid-March when everything first started just hunkering down. Mm -hmm. And um, I tried to do four live radio hits with a 16 month old baby and a five year old. (laughs) And I had the baby on my hip trying to bounce him and keep him from crying while he screamed bloody murder during my live report. Yeah. I don't even remember what the report was on, but some, you know, race for whatever. And there's just a baby screaming in the background. And 
on the air, all my coworkers are commenting about it. Like, That's awesome. Oh, we all feel the way that baby feels. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, gosh. I, I so, hope someone kept that recording because that, oh, you know. Oh, did. Oh, good. I think, good. in fact, I think my, my radio station makes a montage of all the mess ups we oh, do yeah. on there. Yeah. And then around New Year's time, they play like the best of 20, 2020 mess ups. So I'm sure it will make it on there. Yeah, it should. Should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyle, what's new with you? Anything? Uh, just got back from the doctor's office. Yeah. Where they're they've taken many blood samples as they try and figure out what's wrong with me. Yeah. And? Uh, I don't know. We'll see when we get blood back. Okay. All right. You yeah. don't have the virus though. Well, not now, but they. So there are two different doctors now that say we th- we think you had it, and now you're having an after reaction to it, and so we want to check you for the antibodies, and we want to check this and that. They're doing like all these tests. I don't know. Yeah. Medical stuff. Any any <laughs> chance any chance you'll be able to get taller? Uh that's what we're going to try. Yeah. Going to see if uh, if there was a, a, a stunt in my blood. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. actually one of the side effects. You lose your taste, your smell, and then you gain three inches. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little known side yeah, effect. Yeah, no, no. I Researchers have... are still studying. Well, that. Kyle hadn't heard of the COVID toes uh, a couple weeks ago in articles of news. Kyle was telling me about a skin condition, and I said, well, it's probably COVID toes. And he's like, no, you're making it up. He thinks I'm joking. And then at the end of the episode, he looks up on his phone or on his computer that COVID toes is actually a symptom. And then you hear him go, I, I got to go. <laughs> I got to get this checked. So so uh, ho- hopefully you'll be all right, Kyle. Let's, uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, it's me, Richie T. I found myself with a little bit more time on my hands, and maybe you're finding yourself in that same position. Well, allow me to introduce you to Best Podcast Consultant in Utah. I don't have the domain. And, and really, I can do this wherever because I'm doing most of the classes virtually. But if you would like to reach out to me, uh, probably the simplest way is if you just do contact at theculturalhall.com or you can find me online, richietstedman.com. You can check that out. I would love to help you if you are already established in podcast or you're thinking, you know what? I've got this downtime. It's a passion project. I've always wanted to do it. You can reach out to me. You can do contact at theculturalhall.com or find me on any social media at richietstedman. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. I know we're going through a lot right now. Many states are quarantining people to their homes so that they have to work remotely. One of the things that's really important is to have a computer that's functioning correctly. One with a good webcam, one that's fast so you can be productive, one that has a good quality screen because you're going to be on this all day remotely. Computer supply has been strained because manufacturing has almost stopped. At PC Laptops, we've secured a limited quantity of laptop and desktop computers that are backed with a lifetime service guarantee. They're available for you right now in limited quantity. The great thing about PC Laptops is this. Once you buy your new computer, if you have any problems or questions, we're here to take care of you. Also, to make it really easy right now, we've arranged with some banks to offer 12-month special financing. Get into PC Laptops right now. Because at PC Laptops, we're here for you and we're in this together. PCLaptops.com. It's time for the second half of Articles of News. Still to come, uh, we check in with Kurt Frankum because, uh, well, whenever there's something that breaks from the church itself, they send it out in an email. I don't want to read those emails, so I have Kurt come on to tell me what the news is so I don't have to read those emails. So we will talk about the, uh, the going back to church uh, with Kurt. We're going to talk about the uh, temples that are opening and how many there are. And we're also going to talk about the more quorums of the 70. Eventually, we're all going to be in quorums of a 70. We'll talk about that with Kurt at the Not end me. of this episode. Not you know, <laughs> oh. I don't know. Yeah, uh, who knows? You don't, we're just making room. We can't oh, have... We oh, can't, I see. That's what's happening. We can't have you in the man 70s. We have to make the, women, the woman 70s. Okay. 
the 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 separation of men and women. I don't know. I got nothing. Kyle, you want to lead us out? Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. Yeah. So for the first time in 128 years, I didn't know it was that long. Moroni is off of the temple of the Salt Lake Temple. People people gathered. I saw this to uh, around the temple as they took a crane and and. and and took it off. And apparently this was scheduled, as I understand it, to be taken off of the Salt Lake Temple as part of the renovation. Mm-hmm. It, it was, but they took it off, you know, the, the Moroni with, with no hand and no trumpet uh, down temporarily. Don't worry. But uh, and I did not see when they're putting him back up. I, I assume, you know, when they're finished with everything else, maybe it's the crowning achievement. You put the angel Moroni back on and uh, the trumpet back in his hand. And I'm wondering if maybe they'll change. Maybe now it will be... Uh, uh, a bassoon or something different. <laughs> a saxophone. It's a saxophone. Let's, yeah. you know, update things a little bit with Angel Moroni. Trumpets are so 2019. Yeah. Right? Let's let's give let's give Moroni a French horn. You know, that instrument yeah. that never sounds in key. Let's give him one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude's been up there for hundred and what, twenty-eight years. Yep. I think he deserves to come down for a minute. Yeah. You know, hot speculation. I don't think uh new temples are gonna have Moroni. I think I said the other day, if you're not following us on Facebook, I said the other day, here's my hot take. I don't think that Moroni is coming back. I've had a chance to think about that. Different people commented on our Facebook page and said, you're up in the night. Okay, maybe I am. Maybe it's iconic for a temple, for uh, the Salt Lake Temple. But like renderings of uh, the Orem Temple, of the Leighton Temple, none of those have Moroni. And as President Nelson flexes away from, you know, this isn't Moroni's church, it's the Church of Jesus Christ, I think that you'll see new temples not have the angel Moroni on the top. I thought that was part of the whole like facing east Christ coming back thing. Yeah, yeah, the, the angel yeah. to sound the trumpet. But right. I think I think where it comes into like symbology or iconology, you know, the empowering these images, these visages of pe- things. I think we're gone. I think we're done. I think we're mm-hmm. not going to do Moroni anymore. There are a handful of temples now that already don't have Moroni's on them, just because of like where they're at or you know s- structural approval, depending in the area. But I'm I'm telling you, it doesn't make sense to me on the other side of it. If it's historical, okay, we keep it, right? Just like we call our past Mormonism, but we call the future of the church, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But I'm telling you, I don't I don't think we're going to have, I think Moroni's done. Take a seat. Take a bench, Moroni. Take mm. a bow, sir. I, I'm not, I hope not, but. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm one that sort of thinks that we should do like the, uh, I think it's the Nauvoo Moroni, where instead of like standing, playing the trumpet, he's flying through the air. That's my favorite Moroni. It's great, Moroni. Yeah, it's actually my favorite uh, TV show that I've been watching during uh, quarantine too. My favorite, Moroni. So mm. funny. Mm. I love that show. It's so good. Uh, do you have any stories, Lindsay? Did you want to share anything with us? Nope. Nope. All right. Not a one. <laughs> just, just just the commentary on the side. Well, then I'll bring up yeah. this. Uh, a missionary died. This was really crummy. Mm. Uh, serving down in Georgia. Uh, it, it's crummy when any of our missionaries die, but there's a, another element of this whole thing that seems pretty crummy. He and his companion riding bikes. They were part of the Tennessee, Tennessee Knoxville mission. He apparently from Bountiful up near uh, where you live, Brother Kyle. Yeah. Uh, his name is Elder Burgesson or Burgesson. I'm not sure. He was hit on his bike while he was riding. And you think, oh man, that, that's tragic. And it is. But it was a hit and run. So whoever hit him, hit him yeah. and then took off. The official thing from the church says, with heavy hearts, we share the news of the death of a young missionary serving in the Tennessee Knoxville mission. Elder McKay Burgesson, age 19, a bountiful, died Saturday evening after getting hit by a vehicle while on his bicycle in Lafayette, Georgia. His companion was not injured, assumedly not hit by a car, right? Elder Burgesson had been serving since December 2019. We express our sympathy and heartfelt condolences to his family and loved ones as they mourn his passing and remember his life. We pray they will feel the love of our Heavenly Father at this difficult time. And then the second part of this is, and I don't think that this was your news organization, Lindsay, I think it was another one, uh, shared the story that uh, a GoFundMe had been set up for this elder and people lost their mind. Really? Yeah. Like it, they didn't want it? Well, no. The, the reason why was like, listen, he was injured while he was serving the Lord. Why is the church not taking care of it? And mm-hmm. the answer is the church does take care of it. I think it was a well-intended, you know, family friend or something like that saying, you know, there's going to be a cost that's a that's assigned to this. You know, we want to be able to help them out, maybe unaware of how it was with church. But 
uh, when we posted uh, on our Facebook page that that there was a GoFundMe set up, people lost their minds. Why wouldn't you, yeah, brother? So. Well, I mean, but but they should. The church should pay, and it, and I and yeah. in fact, I think even insurance like covers it, as we have insurance on each of the missionaries. I think it it covers the cost of of the funeral and the and the burial and all that stuff, and and I think that that's the very least uh, that the that the church can do. So yeah, well, and think about it. That companion probably witnessed that whole thing. Yeah, uh, I would hope. Like yeah, I mean, I was hope he was there. He wasn't somewhere else. Not that I would. Well, hope he would aren't see they it. like like the rules are you gotta stay six feet together, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, the, yeah. he was likely there and witnessed it. So that's got to be traumatic too. Yeah, yeah, probably giving getting him therapy as well, or maybe you know that missionary comes home. I don't know. Like, do you carry the banner and say I'm doing this for Elder Burgesson and keep going, or you just say, man, that that was terrible. I, as far as I know, and as I checked, I didn't see that they had caught the hit and run guy. Um, but just a, just a crummy thing. It, I, I mean, people understand accidents. You don't, you don't hit something and then go away. And brother Kyle, you have friends that, you know, because you ride bike a lot, you have friends that get hit all the time or almost hit. Yeah. Uh, I had one, if you recall, I think three months ago that was hit and killed. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've had friends, uh, there was somebody here in Utah who was Hit and killed, uh, hit and run. Who took off? And I don't get that why people leave if something it's happens. It's gotta be a scared situation. Like I oh, know yeah. I messed up, and I can't face like. You know, uh, I mean, I'm not justifying that, but you don't know what else they're dealing with. That's gotta be like the reason that they take off. Yeah, yeah. You hope, I guess, but still, it doesn't seem to excuse it. No, no, not at all. And that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying like. You see TV shows where someone's drunk driving and they hit someone and they're like, if I stay at this scene, I'm going to go to jail. So I'm mm. going to bail. Right. They get a little panicked. Yeah, I exactly. suppose. Uh, I want to do this story next just because I don't want it to be the last story that we do. Uh, there's a former LDS bishop that pleads not guilty to charges of possessing child pornography. Uh, this is from Salt Lake. He was a bishop up in Kaysville, which for people who don't know is a suburb uh, north of Salt Lake. He possessed material containing an image of child pornography involving a minor who was not yet 12 years old. Pretty crummy. He uh, was a bishop for a while. And the excuse that he's using, at least in the the court documents that I read through, is he said, listen, I was a bishop and I was documenting these overnight camping trips with members of my congregation. There wasn't anything that's inappropriate, things that... uh, you know, that, that that would be deemed inappropriate as far as he and his calling. Uh, however, other parts of the document say that there's over 1,000 explicit sexual images. They viewed the materials and found that, they, that the files that they found constitute child sexual exploitation, uh, including videos and photos showing nude or partially clothed prepubescent girls. It's disgusting, and may he go to jail. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire, brah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh. According to uh, according to LDS Church Church spokesman Eric Hawkins, though, this is the statement that they have says, quote, the allegations against this individual are serious and deeply troubling. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has no tolerance for abuse of any kind, including child pornography and teaches its members and leaders that such behavior is offensive to God and to his church. When they learned of the allegations, he was immediately removed from any position that would place him in close ta- contact with youth or children to ensure their safety. So I think that that goes back to court in July. You can bet that we'll talk about that here on an Articles of News. But he, in fact, pled or pleaded uh, not guilty at his first court appearance. What do you got, Brother Kyle? Uh, well, it is a, a rough time for the LDS Church financially. Uh, you know, we have a lot of investments. Hey, don't laugh. I'm not laughing. Lot, I'm not laughing. <laughs> we have a lot of investments out there. And, uh, you know, things got a little rough here with the pandemic and our portfolio declined by $8 billion Yeah, over the last two months. Pretty big hit for sure. Yeah. But I mean, we'll be okay. But I'm just saying it looks bad on paper right now. Do, do you know who we have the most stock in? Uh, as a- off the top of my head, I do not. At the church, uh, Apple. We own uh, about 1.5 billion uh, in stock in Apple. Hmm. Uh, I saw that we bought into some Zoom. That's pretty good. Some Zoom stock within all this. Uh, was it the right Zoom? Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't <laughs> yeah. there like a mix-up with like yes. two different Zoom companies? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> did you did you not hear about this, brother Kyle? I didn't know about that. No. So, uh, well, you could tell him, Lindsay. I don't remember the details other than there's like a Zoom.us and then there's a Zoom company or something like that. I'm totally botching this story, but there's two Zoom, two companies with Zoom in their title and the stock of the other company that wasn't Zoom that everyone's using right now, like skyrocketed after the pandemic because everyone started buying stock in it, but it wasn't the right Zoom. They're like, cool. Yeah, yeah bring it. Bump. Great. Yeah. yeah, we'll take your money. <laughs> Uh, oh boy! Yeah, uh, and then uh, uh, I would assume, of course, though I guess I don't know for certain. Yes, we got into the right Zoom. <laughs> okay, good. Just uh, they also slashed its stakes in Exxon Mobil, the gas and uh, oil company. Uh, they slashed theirs in Wells Fargo, and uh, they slashed some of their stakes in Marriott, which I think is sort of interesting. Even though uh, Marriott, obviously a a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm sure that he's able to look at it just like business. Obviously, they would not be invested or remain invested in that because the uh, what the travel and entertainment and um, that kind of industry will be the hardest hit and uh, slowest to come back from the pandemic. So, hey, and I met my husband at a Wells Fargo, so don't knock it till you try it. Okay. <laughs> Was he the teller there, and you were going yes. in to make a large cash withdrawal? Yes, exactly. That's wow. exactly. Yeah, she's... Actually, it was making deposits. They were like five cent deposits, but there was a really cute teller there. Yeah. Uh, listen, I just <laughs> found this change in my couch. I figured I'd come back. Hello. <laughs> like not even an exaggeration of what I did. Like, <laughs> Every actually... time she found any money at all, I got to go make a deposit. <laughs> and it was not the closest Wells Fargo to my house. Well, no. If the story is going to if the story is going to be any good, it can't be. It has to be no. a chore to get there. Yep. And then was it finally you that asked him or he that asked you? Um, it was, he, he was, uh, he had tickets to a jazz game. He had already asked another girl and I said, why don't you text her and tell her you can't go and take me oh, Yeah. <laughs> and that poor girl. Um, and that poor girl is now homeless. Five minutes trying to come up with, um, what he should text her and i think he ended up sending her something like i thought i had tickets but now i don't oh. which isn't a lie it's not a lie it's not a i lie. hope she hears this yeah me i too. hope she's a listener no we saw her we ran into her at one of his friend's wedding like two weeks later after we started dating and i got <laughs> a lot of stink eye yeah but, yeah hey 10 years and two kids later i think it worked out let me let me ask you did you do the thing where you're like yeah i, I could take her when you met her uh, or like, I'm, I'm better looking. Did you do that catty no, thing? Be honest. No. Be honest. No I, no, I honestly, I don't remember feeling that way. Mm. I probably fe felt more like, oh, I hope she doesn't confront me. Mm. Kind of like, yeah. But she, I just got some stink eye. I didn't really get any talking to. Sometime I'll play for you the audio that I have with your husband where we muse about if he wouldn't have asked you to the jazz game and went with her. We talked for about 25 minutes. It's a long story. I'll share it, I'll share it with you another time. What would have happened? Yeah. What would have happened? I don't know. I, that's interesting to think about. That's a, that's a bold move and a movie for Sundance. All right. Uh, <laughs> there's only a couple other stories. Do you have any more, Kyle? Uh, I, I do not okay. actually know. No, uh, covered them all. There's just a couple. This one from Deseret News. Uh, are NFL teams shying away from drafting returned Latter-day Saint missionaries? And what, what I read from this was, we don't have any sports to be able to report about, so let's take a thing that we don't know or that we'll never really find the answer to and put this in a newspaper article. That's what this is. But I loved when we shared this that someone said, uh, yeah, the NFL is, is shying away from from drafting 27-year-old men with five kids. So <laughs> I appreciated that. That's sort right. of a comical thing. And then this, and then we'll wrap this sucker out. This was shared just the other day. If you guys know about the CARES Act, essentially a big chunk of money that's going to various organizations uh, across the United States, essentially to help through the pandemic where there might be some shortfalls. BYU announced that it will not accept $32.2 million in CARES funding and it will create private assistance for students. And again, this is a thing where a big discussion about whether or not Brigham Young University takes federal aid. Being a private university, people are like, no, they don't take federal aid. And then other people are like, you're an idiot. Of course they take federal aid. And uh, they won't take any money from the CARES Act. There are certain uh, elements of federal aid that BYU does not aid and assist with, but things like if you ever got a Pell Grant 
or any sort of financial aid from the federal government, you can bet that students that attend BYU are able to get that money. So I don't know. There, there Again, the internet has surprised me, and I'm being sincere about this. In the last week, I have posted things that I'm like, this will get everybody going. They'll certainly be mad about that and nothing. And then stories like this one about the CARES Act, people lost it. Anger, yelling, throwing shade as far as you can on the internet anyway. It from sort a social of feels like we're just like politicizing this though. Like the federal government is giving money to help stimulate the economy. And right. it just sort of feels like we're like, like if you take it, you're you know, being run by the government. And if you don't, you know what I mean? Like, we're just like, let's just all try to survive. Let's just all help each other during this time. Nope. That won't do. Right. We can't just like be good people and like, cool, I'll take some money that you're like, that doesn't mean that the government is trying to take over my life. Like, I don't know. I just, well, well, let me, let me ask you this, Lindsay, if I gave you a thousand dollars, wouldn't you be, be beholden to me for that thousand dollars and tell you, you either paid it back or felt like you did whatever I wanted you to do with that thousand dollars, or would if you just take it? Giving me a thousand dollars. Yeah, if I just gave you a thousand dollars, I'm gonna assume it's a gift. Okay, but then if I came, <laughs> but if I came back in two years and I said, "Hey, I could really use some help," when I gave you a thousand dollars, don't I own you? Um, you know what they call that? What? I, 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 uh, somebody that gives something and then wants it back. Yep, they do call it that. Thank you, Brother Kyle. I appreciate that. All right, all right. Um, I don't know. I I don't care. Whatever. It's a a thing for me, certainly, that I've just been like, okay, cool, guys. Real, real, let's just, you know, let's just make sure we get back to where we were or be better than we were before. And then this actually reminded me of the last story, and I'll leave it here. Uh, If you guys have followed, uh, in the state of Utah, we've tried to have a concert in the city of Kaysville, an organizer that's yeah. like, we don't need health regulations. And then they moved it from Kaysville. They moved it to Grantsville. And then Grantsville said, no, you guys, what? You have to apply for permits. You can't just throw a concert. Uh, Colin Ray is who the concert is going to be. You know, the organizer of said organization has been in the cultural hall before. You can go back and listen to episode number 162. It's fascinating to me that I haven't heard any news outlet uh, talk about this, but Eric Mutsos, the guy who is in charge of this whole let's have a concert and health regulations be damned, he is the guy that in 2014, when the Salt Lake City Motorcycle Brigade was supposed to be a part of the oh. uh, of the like Mormons Building Bridges or the Pride Parade in Salt Lake, he said, no, I'm not going to. That's against what I believe. And they fired him. I remember that. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Episode 162. So if you want to know who that guy is. Also, the mayor of Kaysville is a candidate for uh, Congress. Yeah, in Utah's first district. Who who are you going to vote for? <laughs> I'm not in Utah's first district. What what district are you in? Two. Okay, who's running in two? There's uh, Chris Stewart. Okay, is the incumbent. Yeah, and that's L- about little, it. little guy. Chris Stewart's been in the cultural mm-hmm. hall before too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's three and four. Those are the hotbeds, right? Because three is uh, Devin Thorpe and. Uh, uh, other I guy. Don't know who's on uh, the other Curtis. Side, right? John Curtis is yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's going to be four and one that are the most interesting. Yeah. Well, four is Ben McAdams. Come on. Come uh, on. Pa- it, previous guest of the Cultural Hall, Ben McAdams. It's going to be interesting to watch yep. uh, if a Republican makes it out of the June 30th primary. And not if, but when a Republican makes right. it out of the June 30th primary, who will take him on and can they? Yeah. Well, Burgess Owens is who's in the lead right now. He's a previous guest of the Cultural Hall, too. Man, are we topical Jeez. or what? There you go. And then ahead of your time. Shortly behind him, Jay McFarlane, from, former KSL News radio host. Yeah, he's also. got no chance. Ladies don't like him. I read that article. What? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. There's a I thing like, that one. like 80% of, of men love Jay McFarlane and the women are like 18%. And I'm like, I wonder why that is. It really did cause me for pot. Now everyone who doesn't live in Utah is like, done. We're not listening to this anymore. Thanks, guys. I can guys. connect you. That's all I was saying. I could, I can connect you if you'd like him as a guest in the cultural. I, I would harass Jay McFarland. Send him, send him my way. Let's do that. He'll have yeah. a good microphone, if nothing else. I like right? that. Um, all right. Well, uh, still to come, going to be visiting with Kurt Frankum. Lindsay, throw your hands up in the airs. 
Will you wash them, please? Will you wash those hands up in the air? Always for 20 seconds. Um, what I hate about the pandemic is try teaching us, try getting a 17 month old to wash his hands. And then a five-year-old, like, it's just like, how do I keep my kids washing their hands? You don't. I feel like I'm going to turn them OCD because I'm just like, wash your hands, wash your hands. You slowly introduce them to the COVID so that they can build up the antibodies. Mm, hard pass. Not a doctor, my, so don't take my advice. My anxious brain will not allow that. Kyle, you going to be okay? I, I'll let you know the test results. All right. We'll look forward to that in our next Articles of News. You guys, thanks for dropping in. Yeah. Thanks. Good to see everybody. A special preview for all of you that just happen to be uh, followers of the Cultural Hall page. Now, normally, you would not be able to see this unless you were a Patreon subscriber, but in order to tease you into tantalizing you into helping you want to be a part of the Cultural Hall Patreon page, uh, which, by the way, we call them uh, Patreon Saints. So so that's clever. That's just a little inkling of what we do. Plus, you get to be a part of a secret but not sacred Facebook group. Uh, sometimes we have video of our episodes, so I wanted to share this with everyone. Uh, if you don't know who this person is, his name is Kurt Frankum. He's from Leading Saints. You can find him at leadingsaints.org. It's a nonprofit. Helps you be not just a leader. No, not just a calling. I always get that wrong. Up, I, uh, not, not just be a calling. leader, not a calling. Be your calling leader. Make sure you call your leader. Uh, it's Kurt Frank. I'm head of that. Thank you, sir, for being here. Yeah, it's great. I, I love this segment that we call... Kurt reads it so Richie doesn't have to read it. Well, and this first story, though, there will be three. We're going to talk about coming up uh, about the, uh, well, you know what? Let's just get right to the Camorra Tours part, and then I'll tell people okay. what's coming up. Uh, the Cultural Hall and Leading Saints are joining with an organization called Camorra Tours, and we're going, we're, we're going on a field trip. That's right. 2021, Richie. It's happening, it, I hope. Yeah, it was supposed to happen for everyone who's been following for a while. Supposed to have been happening in, in you know, yeah. this year, 2020. How, how often have you said supposed to be happening lately, yeah. huh? <laughs> I mean, most days for the last several months. But it has been uh, reassigned, reevaluated, and now in the year... Uh, 2021 we're going to be able to go and do that same church history tour and i talked my friend uh kurt frankham into going on the same camora tour that i'll be going on so i'm pretty right. excited about that same bus yeah <laughs> we're gonna hang out with each other's parents <laughs> that's right uh if you want to go on this you want to sign up and, and be able to go with this i know that there are some places that are available you have to go to camoratours.org and it's spelled camora like the hill Tours like we're going somewhere and ORG, which stands for organization, and you can find out about our particular tour. Now you're for sure coming with me, Kurt. Is that the deal? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's a lifetime away. It feels like 2021. It's the middle a, of 2021. July 5th through the 14th, and you can find my good-looking mug right next to Kurt's good-looking mug. You just click on the Last Hill Camorra pageant, and you can find out about all the itinerary there. Uh, love to have you get in on that and join us in traveling uh, through the church historical sites. Worth checking out and uh, and hope that you will, in fact, join us. It's based on double occupancy. Hawaii, Michigan, yada, yada. And five cents in <laughs> Maine. Perfect. So, uh, Kurt, you read the news from the church so that I don't have to. Um, That's right. Are we doing Quorums of the Seventy first? Should we start there? Uh, sure. I guess that that is probably the lighter one, the more yeah. straightforward yeah. one. Maybe the one the least amount of people are interested in. But uh, that's how I turns... like to start it. I like to lull people <laughs> into a nice little boredom, That's right. and then That's give right. them the you know the, give them the hard news coming up. That mm -hmm. way they stick around. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, we have graduated. We earned four extra quorums of Area Seventies. Uh, that the church created. We now have 12 quorums of 70. Now, I think the best way to start this out, Richie, is to give you, is to quiz you a little bit. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Are you, are you familiar with these 12 quorums of 70? I well, mean, the, that's 840 people. So did I, is that the first yeah. question? Well, I don't think all these quorums have 70 people. Okay, so uh, they're misnomers. Yeah. Got it. Cool. All right. Yeah, that is That is the limit. So I don't know if you remember, you know, back in the 70s and 60s, you'd hear this uh, term as far as the 
assistant to the to the 12 right people sure. would stand in conference sure. and say this elder so-and-so is an assistant to the 12. Yeah, uh, like uh, former President Gordon B. Hinckley. He was uh, like yep. a third assistant to the uh, first presidency or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was very common for apostles to be assistants to the quorum uh, or assistants to the 12 prior to their call to the actual 12. Yeah, um, it's like so training. The, that's right. And in 1975, President Kimball, he took the 21 uh, remaining assistants to the 12 and put them, ordained them to 70s. And these 70 quorums in stakes, I don't remember, this was before our time, Richie. Right. There used to be 70s in wards, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandfather was actually called as a 70. Yeah. And, not, and not a, was, he, he wasn't a velvet seat 70. That's how we distinguish it. He was just a, a 70 because it was like, like a patriarch or like a stake president, you could be called to be a 70. Right. And it, to me, it was sort of like, uh, they're, they're sort of like the high priest role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, anyway. Mainly sleeping and occasionally declaring things from the head of the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> what, then my words, in... not your words. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, in 1975, this is when the uh, they did away with the assistant of the twelve, and then in 1986, the second quorum of seventy was organized. Uh, or I'm sorry, that was in 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 1995, more of these quorums were added upon, and then uh, the office of or the the title of area authority was created mm-hmm. and have you ever have you ever met your area authority Richard? Uh, i have received instruction from my area authority he has it's, said no zoom meetings that's what i know about my area <laughs> yeah. authority well and that may be and this is where this gets confusing because i think that's the area presidency okay which okay. is made up of first quorum 70s general authorities uh-huh. area uh-huh. 70s are not general authorities so okay if an Area 70 vacation to Florida, he was an Area 70 in Utah vacation to Florida, mm-hmm. he would sit in the congregation and be just a visitor like other people. But if uh, a general authority 70 went to Florida, he would sit on the stand. And, okay. You know, so it's it's seated. It's uh, seating. Uh, yeah, seating arrangements. Seating arrangements. Soft, yeah. the, the softness of the seat. That's the, what we're talking okay, about. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so, so this new... Distinguishment where we've added four, are they soft seat 70s or are they hard? You need to make sure and pack up the chairs when church is over 70s. They are soft seat 70s if they're in their area attending a sacrament meeting. So they're not going to sit in a general conference setting. Okay. That's the first and second quorum. Those are general authority 70s. Okay. So obviously there's only a certain amount of these general authority 70s. And so, but there's a lot to work to do. So they create additional quorums of area 70s. And so they're still ordained to the office of 70, still have the same, you know, authority and, and privileges uh, for the most part. Um, and but, so we've just created more quorums for these area 70s. So we're essentially, if I'm understanding correctly, and I'm not being uh, whatever, right? I'm not being uh, confrontational. I'm not being whatever. But we've Why just would so, you do that? We, right? We've just sort of added another level, a le- another level of like a hierarchy or like a bureaucracy. A little, right? Yeah, but but that was added in 1995 when the, this level was added. Right. So we're just creating more of these quorums, right? Yeah, but the, but there's more so like um like for example, I know there was like the the northeast of the United States and then the southeast, and that was all under one area authority, and now that's sort of been separated out. So what are the new areas under these authorities? Well, I think they've restructured just them all together. So uh, like, you know, the third quorum is over Africa Central and Africa South and Africa West areas. And, you know, so they all have their own. I think they did this restructuring to, it says here, the adjustment will also assist in providing members of the court. No, 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 I'm sorry. Let me back up. It feels that the changes in Area 70 quorums will enhance the functioning of the quorums, improve geographic alignment of the quorums, and enhance cultural and language similarities among quorum members. So sometimes it maybe was a little awkward. You know, this Area 70 was over the certain area, but he didn't really speak their language, or he, maybe he was from a different, you know, a neighboring country with a little bit different of a culture, that right. sort of thing. So I think they've been more intentional of uh, with these 12 quorums of Area 70, or these 12 quorums of 70s, they can, they're a little more, um, you know, structured more intentionally so that they can serve the people better. Well, and so so the theory then, obviously, is at some point we just continue to build out more quorums, right? As the church gets bigger, as we need that sort of level of oversight from Salt Lake, like we, I mean, we essentially just get more quorums. 
Yeah. And because obviously there's a limit to 70 people within these quorums of 70. And so I would anticipate in the coming general conferences, there's, there may be a lot of area 70s called. You may see, hear a lot, a lot longer of names during that, the sustaining period because they've got uh, more quorums to fill and maybe there's more need. So it's just evidence of a growing church and, mm -hmm. and uh, a need. But I think, you know, that this opportunity of, of being in Area 70 is is definitely needed because, you know, sometimes a visiting general authority will go to an area and people maybe have a hard time connecting with them, doesn't sure. speak the language. And so I think this obviously does that. So we have four new quorums. There are now 12 quorums of 70 in the restored church. So worth noting uh, that the fifth quorum, not that I read the news because I, I get you on so that you have to, but yeah. uh, the fifth what, quorum what is in charge of Brazil, only Brazil. So I thought that was sort of interesting of note. And mm -hmm. uh, the 12th quorum uh, essentially breaks off Utah from anywhere else. Right. And before, uh, and this goes, this is activated on June 1st. So right now there's only eight quorums and the fifth quorum is the, the Utah areas, right? Yep. North America, West and Utah areas. Yep. So, uh, so we're yep. breaking off from the West. See you later, right. West. We're getting our so own area 70s. So that's that. I mean, that was pretty good, Richie. And to imagine we have even better stuff coming. Okay. Right? All right. And All more right. Articles. But any other, I have I missed anything? Any questions? I, you I have don't know. About? I don't read it. I get you on, so I don't have right. to. Yeah. But well, that's the gist of it as far as I read. All right. So yeah. now what about church? Are we going back? We're going back, Richie. We're going back. Okay. So uh, what, what but, do you, tell me what the timeline or what the guidelines are, and then I, yeah. I want your speculation. Here's the gist of it. As far as when is going to be up to a lot of up to just local government restrictions, right? So right now we're in a, a phase yellow in the state of Utah, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think that means we can gather in groups of 50 people. 50 or um, less, yep. 50 or less, right? And so uh, obviously, the, but actually technically in Utah, I think the governor has, uh, there's no limit on church um on church services mm -hmm. gathering. They so just, so long they, as other guidelines are able to be adhered to yeah, things they, like, you know, the social distancing and yeah. other CDC wearing a mask, yeah. those things. Right. And again, those aren't necessarily requirements, but yeah, the government's saying to churches, hey, listen, like help us out here. Uh, would you mind maintaining social distance and maybe wear a mask, you know, those types of things. Mm -hmm. um, and so a, a lot of the, there's two phases and really they're dependent on, uh, you know, government restrictions and regulations. So, Phase one is, uh, and these there's two there's two parts of each phase: the Sabbath day worship portion, and then other meetings and activities. Right, and like so that could be things or, like. It, it, do you think that that includes things like uh, your young men's, young women's activities, or is that other things yes. like funerals, etc.? Uh, yes, all of the above: weddings, funerals, uh, youth activities, Sunday school, those types of things. Okay. Okay. Um, so phase so, one. Phase one includes shortened meetings at the meeting house with up to 99 individuals following local government regulations. And then the, the other meetings and activities would be shortened meetings following local government regulations may be held remotely using technology. So we may, in this phase, we may, uh, you know, allow some of the ward, depending on how big your ward is, mm -hmm. to uh, maybe invite the single sisters or individuals who don't have, you know, priesthood in their home. Uh, to come. And as long as we're under 99 people, you can administer the sacrament and have a sacrament meeting, then obviously maintaining social distancing. And, and I'll, I'll go into that in a minute. But sure. and then everybody goes home and maybe you do Sunday school on Zoom or you, do, you continue to do your youth activity on Zoom. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's phase one. OK. Any questions? Uh, I, oh, well, sure. Tons. But let's talk about phase okay. two and then okay, phase two. Then we'll come back and gather into it. So Sabbath day worship in phase uh, Sabbath day worship services in phase two would be meetings at the meeting house with 100 or more individuals, obviously following local government regulations. So if a uh, if the country opens up, uh, lightens their regulations, and says you know there isn't a limit, or maybe there's 500 people or whatever, then we would just you know follow that. Those so, so essentially, then phase two is just like back to normal, but like the priests will probably wear a mask and we'll wash our hands a lot more. Right, exactly. It is really just uh, dependent on the the number of people. And then the other meetings and activities in phase two is meetings at the meeting house following local government regulations. So they basically, we're back to normal, but let's just be sensible about it and follow government regulations. That's in phase two. You're not making the declaration that we're back to normal, no. obviously. Oh, no. Normal's uh, long gone, uh, I like, <laughs> what? what is this normal of which you speak? Uh, <laughs> yes. I did happen to catch this. 
from the First Presidency. They said they're grateful for the faith of their members as they have worshipped at home and are grateful for the blessings that will come as we gather for worship and activities. So now I want to get back. Uh, Likely, uh, though I don't want to speak for every ward outside of the state of Utah or maybe the Intermountain West, uh, likely most wards or branches have only up to 99. So saying that their state allows them to be able to meet, they're in phase one or essentially phase two because they can't have more individuals than that. But my question is, in places like California, state of Utah, Idaho, Arizona, where we have wards that can have as many as two or 300 people, from a leadership point of view, Kurt Frankum of Leading Saints, how do you see that they're going to do this? Well, there's actually more guidelines, Richie. Okay. This is sort of the, um, they sent out sort of the general news release for, through the, the church news. But then there's also a the preventative measures for members, uh, additional information. So this answers maybe some of those more detailed questions. So obviously it explains the phases, which I just went through. Mm-hmm. And then it encourages obviously social distancing, sure. right? Uh, consider ways to maintain appropriate distance during meetings and classes and when entering and exiting the chapel and classrooms. Um, obviously, it says individuals from the same household may sit together, but others should sit with appropriate distance. Mm-hmm. It is recommended that choirs be tempor- temporarily suspended. I'm sorry, Richie. Ah, no more choir practice. <laughs> so uh, when more members desire to attend, right? I think this is getting into where, what you're asking about when these more saturated areas. Mm-hmm. When more members desire to attend than the above guidelines allows, leaders may hold multiple meetings during the day or invite members to attend on alternate weeks. Interesting. So, yes. So, so, uh, so what do you think is the more likely? Like we, we take our ward boundaries and we go, okay, if you live east of 900 East, you come at nine o'clock. We'll do uh, a brief like announcements, check in on everybody. We'll do sacrament and a talk and then get out. And then the folks from the west of 900 East, why they'll be here at 10 o'clock, something like that. Yeah, well, I, I would say maybe you have a segment of the ward who's the every weekers. These are the single sisters, maybe individuals who don't have access to ordinances within their home. You say, you could come every week. We want this to be made available. Mm-hmm. But then for families and others, yeah, go, do something like that. Half the ward east of Main Street, you know, you you come on the second and fourth, right? And, hmm. and so forth and so on. Um, I, I, obviously, I saw projected online that... There are some people because I live in Salt Lake City proper, which if people may, if you've never been or if you just sort of have conjured up in your mind this idea of Salt Lake, maybe you think it's a fairly conservative place. It's not. Uh, yeah. I have seen online where people are like, let's let the conservative people come <laughs> at, you know, at a time or come one week and then all of the liberal minded people or progressive people come the next week yeah. and just sort of have micro meetings according to echo chambers. And I was like, eh. I don't think so. I don't We're going to be checking uh, voter registration cards at the door. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're here on the D week. Oh, we need you back right. on the R week. Sorry about all, that. All five of you. That's great. Thanks for coming. Um, all right. So then obviously in uh, you know Salt Lake, there's uh, multiple wards and branches in a meeting house, right? We're sharing right? awards. Yeah. Some are re- yeah. You go out to Harriman and it's like, there's 37 wards that go to this building. Yeah. It's crazy. So they say when more than one ward or branch attends in one meeting house, stake presidents should temporarily adjust meeting times to overlap uh, schedules. So there may be seven o'clock church for some of you folks. Yeah. Just brace yourselves. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the opportunity to do it right. If you want if you want to be able to go to church, it may have to flex and be a little bit different for for yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And then it says areas with large wards. Wards with large attendance at meetings may need to wait uh, to begin holding meetings at the phase two level. These wards may also need to alternate weeks of attendance and accommodate all members. Uh, so yeah, there may be wards so big. It's like, hey, let's just hold off. You know, let's let's not rush back into this and uh, take your time. The um, yeah, the the thing ahead. I also thought was interesting that went along with the email. And I look at the pictures. I don't read the emails, but I look at the pictures, and it was. I don't want to say startling, but it was notable maybe uh, to see the pictures. And these are obviously setup pictures to be able to send right. out with the email. But the setup pictures of like the priests wearing a mask or the large pump bottle of um, of a uh, why can't I think of what it's called disinfectant hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer right there on the table where the sacrament would be. 
I mean, there there are some very um, distinguishing, uh, like notable features of each of these oh. pictures that I was like, well, look at that. Okay, and they address these here, Richie. Let me get to those. Oh, here. So all, all right. It's a, a primaries addressed during phases one and two. Leaders may determine whether to have a nursery. Uh, I don't know if that. <laughs> Anyways, and some younger primary classes, they may also determine whether to hold both singing time and classes. So, you know, that's something to consider. Sure. Sanitary procedures. Leaders should ensure that the buildings are thoroughly cleaned after each set of meetings, especially areas that are touched, such as doorknobs, light switches, water fountains. Listen, I'm not touching a water fountain for nope. another four nope. years. And is, that, and is that the responsibility? Does it notate whether or not it's the responsibility of the members of the church to do that or not? Like, is it the uh, FM group that's going to come in and do it, or oh, no, are no, we no, doing no. it? No, we're doing no, it? I think we're, we're in charge of sanitary? Yeah, I think when they say leaders, they mean local leaders. Okay, right? well, they, then let me throw them. this out there with that. Go to church the first Sunday it's back open, and then don't come back. Because <laughs> if we're in charge of cleaning it ourselves, we're doomed. We're doomed, uh, yeah. Well, you know, the little splash hey. of the napkin, we're like, meh, uh, that's clean. That's That's fine. Right. And there's mention here, encouragement of, of wearing face masks. And uh, then wards may consider discontinuing printed programs until conditions return. To For forever, because they're a waste of paper. <laughs> yeah, can we all just, this is a great opportunity to just bury the ward program. That would be great. Uh, and really, great. like, I'd like to talk about it where it's like, yes, hi, everyone. Welcome. You haven't had these for three months, and it's been just fine. And so... <laughs> For those of you that really need to know what's going on and aren't just using it as a piece of scratch paper or a way to make a paper airplane or some sort of origami to entertain your kids, there's a QR code that you can scan on your way in. QR what? Yeah, right. or, or something like that. It's, it's, yeah, sure. It's silly yeah. to me that we don't drive people more to the apps that we have where it's like, mm -hmm. if you want to know what's going on, you got to download the app because that's where we're sending it and that's it. That's true. That's where a lot of the other world is at, right? Yeah. So uh, as you know, Richie, I have a four-week-old in my house, so mm -hmm. I will be blessing that child soon. And mm -hmm. most likely, it says the bishop may authorize blessings to be performed either at the family's home or at the meeting house. So, so what are you going to do? What are you doing? Uh, well, uh, consequently, the my daughter just turned eight as well, so uh -huh. I'm trying to sort of coordinate the baptism. Well, it's a different ordinance. <laughs> well, you thank you. You can't, do, you can't do them both. Are you trying to pull double no, duty not, at the same time? Yeah, I'm not going to baptize my daughter. And at home. also, <laughs> you all step into my bathroom. If here, you guys, right? well, that is a fancy tub. Yeah, I just barely had that installed. As a matter right. of fact, no blasphemy. Calm down, everybody. I'm just making a joke that sometimes we try to be thrifty with our time and we miss the point. Everyone can calm down. Right. So, and then uh, baptisms and confirmations. Uh, obviously, you know this can be done. You know, same same thing as with as as least at least four people, but you can use technology. Um, it says that you know converts should be uh, can be uh, confirmed or immediately after the baptism. And it says this, which is an, an interesting. The Aaronic priesthood may also be conferred up upon males of the appropriate age immediately following their baptism and confirmation under the direction of the bishop. Where prior, you know, in years past, that's been a huge, you got to get some permissions, and that's a Yeah, some waiting time, yeah. So if someone gets baptized at, you know, 20, yeah, right, they're a, a, an adult, they can be baptized, confirmed, and have the priesthood all in. And they can meeting. bless your daughter. Boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. stand up and bless yeah. their child. Yeah, done. They can... They can well, do it all together. No, they couldn't. That's not, right? a, no, that's that's not a, an ironic priest. Yeah, that's a Melchizedek. I was just saying your We're specific daughter. daughter. No, your yes. specific oh. daughter. <laughs> okay. But well, just I, lump I it all together. You'd let that be a missionary experience. I know you. Yes. You're giving. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. very giving. All right. What about administration of sacrament, Richie? This is what you were getting to. Please uh, bless that we're going to have like hand washing and oh, it's hand sanitizing here. and all the things. So priesthood holders who do not feel well should remain at home. Newsflash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I should just go because no, no, you shouldn't ever. That's how it was before and it should continue to be that way. You should not. And we still love you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Where available, priesthood holders may wear face masks while preparing, blessing and passing the sacrament. Hmm. It's a little soft there, but that's all right. Uh, before pre preparing, this may be a sort of part of our ritual, you know, outside of the ordinance, but before preparing, blessing, or passing the sacrament, priesthood holders should thoroughly wash hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Can you kind of see the deacons sort of line up and then 
and yep. go up behind and, and it's like ca- it's like uh when you're in elementary school and you needed to get a drink and the person behind you would count to three for the drinking fountain yes, yes, except yes. it's 20 and it's 20. soap and washing your hands and then they all walk out like surgeons yeah. with their hands up like <laughs> yes what yes. about gloves will we have uh, will there be there- gloves i saw in the pictures the church issued there yeah. isn't any gloves and to me that just seems i mean that to me seems like a place where you give them each a pair of disposable gloves and and for the the preparing of, of especially the bread oh sure yeah, yeah. Like let's let's like glove them up. The... Let's glove them up and then toss those suckers right out. Yeah. I didn't see any reference to a glove per se, but yeah, and you know, it might not hurt, right? Um, so yeah, wash wash the hands and all should cover all should cover their cough or sneeze with a tissue. They should then throw the tissue in the trash and wash or sanitize their hands. Mm. Surfaces on sacrament trays, including handles, should be cleansed or should be cleaned and disinfected frequently. Worth noting that they didn't say which hand the tissue should be thrown out with. <laughs> oh, it's Dr. Enrich. No, no, I know. I know. It's we, the left hand, yeah, obviously. Yeah, because then the right hand knows not what the left hand doeth. <laughs> this is true. It's in there. Proverbs? Uh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's Proverbs something. Yeah. Uh, Maccabees the, 2. So obviously during this time, you know, administration of the sacrament homes can is still kosher as, as as long as the bishop you know gives authorization for that to happen that's a mixing says, of traditions but i appreciate that you said kosher i know right i sort of <laughs> i caught myself there but <laughs> all right so uh, the bishop may consider adjustments in passing the sacrament for example they might ask members to sit in every other bench or have chairs spaced so that priesthood holders can offer the tray to all members rather than having individuals pass trays down the row. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge concern, right? Sit on the aisle, the aisle part of the row, and only one family to the row. Yeah. So there's some the, the general guidelines, mm. Richie, mm. Uh, that, that I could could go through, and uh, that probably took longer than you wanted. No, that was is. great. That was great, and I didn't have to read it. Um, <laughs> so your kid getting blessed, your daughter getting uh, baptized— right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty mm-hmm. big. Is that going to be happening in June or are you going to forgo push towards July, August? Well, it's interesting because my stake right now I'm, I'm living in and, and we're about to move, but uh, they, you know, she, there's stake baptisms at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. She just turned eight yesterday. Uh-huh. And, but the stake restrictions are like my, my parents wouldn't be able to attend because yeah. there's like, you can't have 60, if they're over 60 or something, they're mm-hmm. not welcome to attend and so forth. So um, I don't know. We are, obviously it's important to us. It's sure, uh, important sure. ordinance, but uh, we may give it a month or two and yeah. and figure that out, especially with families wanting to be there and baby blessings happening. And Well, so, I was going to say, give your family a break. Don't make them come to your ward two, week, two weeks I out know, of a couple right? months. It's like, Sheesh. yeah, we get it. You had a baby. Oh, cool. Awesome. And, I, and I'm speaking sort of sarcastically, but your family really will thank you because they do want to be there. They do want to be supportive. Right. But coming where it's like, oh, where are we going? The Frank comes. Oh, didn't we work? Yeah, it's a different thing. Different. Want to make sure we and, get there. And this is my official invitation to Richie that you oh, are yeah? invited to stand in the circle. Oh, okay. really? <laughs> if you want. I'm just trying oh, to give you a, I'm just trying to make you, you do one more thing. It. You didn't mean it. <laughs> I was honored until you hey, told Richie, me you were joking. I, I'm willing to sit on a bus with you for 10 days. Yeah. You can stand in whatever circle that uh Yeah, that but do have, you want so. me there? That's what I want to know. I always want you, brother. I'll wash my hands, fingertips to elbows, and then as I <laughs> go right. before the we do the walk. ordinance. Yep. The surgeon walk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. That's pretty exciting for you and your family. Yeah, yeah it's fun times in in, in interesting times. <laughs> Uh, tell me what uh, this this last Saturday, which would have been May the twenty third, what uh, what did you publish for uh, leading saints that people should check out? Uh, so I did I do an interview with Dan Duckworth, who's a member of our board of directors, and he talks about uh, we did a survey of leaders as far as what they're concerned about. Uh-huh. What are they concerned about? Uh, they're concerned about if they're doing they're frustrated and, and concerned if they're doing enough, right? They worry about that. So right. we talk about why we're, leaders worry and how sometimes we can uh, create uh, hypothetical worries that mm. don't really exist, but we still worry over them. And so we, we delve into it. It's, a, it's an inspiring conversation. And we geek out about that leadership stuff over at Leading Saints. So is it, uh, let me us. ask you this, is it COVID specific worries that you're doing enough or just worries about doing enough as leaders in general? 
Yeah, it is. We definitely talk in the context of COVID, okay. but these are principles that would apply to any worry that a leader has. So. so people can find leading saints wherever they get the cultural hall. Encourage you to uh, check out uh, that for sure. If you have not yet listened to it, a while back I sat down with Kurt, or rather he sat down with me and talked to me about all the things that is the complexity of me. Check out that episode. I have had a lot of great feedback from that, and I know you have as well. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we hope that this episode, Kurt, has nourished and strengthened your body, and that if Thank you're you. if you're, <laughs> I feel I feel nourished. And if you're not healthy enough to listen to this this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen to it next week, and that I when the healthy. time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. Kurt, in the meantime, we will be saving a seed for you on the back row of the cultural of the cultural hall. hall. Hey, you did it! I did it! Ah, wow. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat On the back row, we really gotta go On the Culture Hall Show